Hi Angel, welcome to the Holistic Honey Podcast. This is your safe and soulful space to plug in and explore all things mental, emotional, energetic and spiritual well-being and healing. This is a space where self-belief, your full potential and main character energy will become your norm and non-negotiable. I'm your host, Lauren Cortazzo, a holistic counselor and a women's mindset and wellness coach and educator. I specialize in helping women like you cultivate a more conscious relationship with yourself while taming that inner critic and busy mind of yours. I help you navigate change and growing pains, get unstuck, find your groove again, and break through the blocks, fears, and limits that have been holding you back. I also help you confidently bridge the gap between where you are and where you truly want to be. This podcast is for you, the deep thinker, the soul searcher, and the cycle breaker on a mission to unlearn and reconnect with what truly lights you up, to unapologetically thrive in your own lane, and to start embodying a juicy, balanced, and soul-led life that feels damn good. I am so glad you're here, sis. Let's do this. Hello, Angel. Welcome back to another episode of the Holistic Honey podcast. I have got the biggest smile on my face. Uh, Recording this episode was just such a joy and one of those episodes where I got to connect with not only someone I admire in the business space, but a really, really good friend, Emma Vanessa. So she is an incredible personal branding photographer and mentor and we really connected over spirituality and we just have a really similar energy and she just lights up a room. She is so empowering and just such a beautiful human. And I feel like our friendship is really a testament to how much we just underestimate the power of making new friends in adulthood. And it is something that's so underrated as well. So I used to be someone that was very much like, you know, I've got my friends, like I don't really need to make new friends. Like I used to have a bit of a closed minded approach with it. And through my business journey and realizing how important connection and community and really connecting with your soul tribe is, it's crazy the connections I've made in such a short period of time. So Emma and the connection we have is such a testament to this. So I'm really excited to jump into this chat. It is a really free-flowing chat and we cover so many juicy topics. So if you are on a walk, if you are on a long drive, if you are folding your laundry, whatever it is you are doing, it is going to be a really beautiful chat to plug into. Before we get into today's episode, while we're on the topic of community and connection and connecting with our soul tribe, I want to take this opportunity to speak to my new eight-week inner circle mastermind, Becoming Her. This is an eight-week experience for the women who are ready to elevate their lives to the next level and enter the new year with an unparalleled sense of clarity, confidence, a boost of energy, and a bulletproof mindset. So if you are someone that's been daydreaming about your next level of self, and you're usually one to just wait until the new year, let's be real, we've only got a few months left of the year. This is really your opportunity to stop procrastinating, stop waiting, stop merely existing and waiting for this change that you deeply desire and start to consciously create the lifestyle, the mindset and the connectedness that you've been desiring. 
I hear it all the time when people are on their spiritual and personal or business development journey. And the big thing they always talk about is wanting to connect with their tribe and a community of women that get it. And this is exactly what the Becoming Her community is about. So this is not just a self-development program. This is so much more than that. The best part about this eight-week transformative journey is the invaluable support of a solid community of powerful, like-minded women that you have access to. They are there to rise with you, to lift you up, to encourage your growth, and you're going to be celebrated every step of the way. This is not just about personal and spiritual expansion. This is about collective empowerment, community, and conversations with substance. Don't wait any longer. The women you have been waiting for are also waiting for you. This eight-week journey is kickstarting on the 23rd of October, and there are weekly calls, and we cover everything from values, visions, clarity, mindset, uncovering your blind spots, saying goodbye to your inner critic, breaking through triggers and patterns, developing self-soothing practices. We are going into vulnerability and openness, bold boundaries, beautiful balance, and really taking inspired and aligned action so you can start 2024 right. So my love, don't be waiting until the new year like everyone else to embark on the journey of transformation. Remember that true success, lasting positive change begins now at the tail end of the year. This is your opportunity to set the tone, break some cycles, and start to be amongst the energy that you want to be and attract. Trust me when I say finding and fully embracing your tribe of women has the ability to expand and elevate you in ways that you can't even comprehend yet. So if you are ready to lean in and find out, I'm going to leave the details in the show notes. We kick off on the 23rd of October and for a limited time, I'm offering a VIP $500 off entry into Becoming Her. I'm going to leave the discount code in the show notes, and I cannot wait to meet you inside and watch you thrive and expand amongst your soul tribe. Now let's get into today's episode. Emma, hello. Welcome to the Holistic Honey podcast. How are you doing? Hi, thank you so much for having me today. I'm so excited to have a good old chat with you. Good old chinwag. I know. I'm so happy you are here and you are in literally sitting in space at the moment. She's got her little space background, which is just so fitting for you, I feel. It's very signature <laughs> for me. I changed it one time on a client call because she had a really cool background and I was like, okay, how did you do that? And then I changed mine and I actually then forgot how to change it back. But it's very on brand for me to be up in the cosmos. So I'm happy about it. It, it works. We're up in the cosmos. We're amongst the stars. It's It's perfect. <laughs> We're all the stardust anyways. <laughs> I don't even know how to change the background, but now that I've got this big peacock chair, I'm like this, we don't need to change it. We're good. You have a very cool background. You don't need to change it. <laughs> so it has been a while since we've been trying to tee this up, but I feel like we're very much like it'll work out. We'll It'll align when it needs to. Yeah. But I want you to introduce yourself. But before you do, I want to just preface that like, Emma is literally one of my favorite people in the world. So <laughs> I feel like our connection is very much a testament to like, it doesn't matter how long you've known someone for, you can know someone for 15 years or your whole life um, or a few months or maybe a year. I don't know how long it's been, but yeah. 
very drawn to you instantly. I met Emma um, because I went in for a business like branding shoot and that stuff always makes me real. Like I was now I'm a little bit better, but I'm always quite uncomfortable with like having my photos taken. I'm like, what the fuck do I do? I'm like a little stiff, awkward turtle. Um, But I remember just being so blown away by the space that you held. And I left just feeling so recharged, so empowered because I have had like shoots before where I've left and I'm like, oh fuck, I don't know what that looked like. Like there was no direction. I wasn't like, you know, you, but you were such a hype woman. And I feel like that's a testament to where you're at, your confidence, your authenticity, the work that you've done. So please introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about where you're at, the work you do and how you got to be here doing what you're doing. Cause I feel like you are living your sole purpose for sure. Yeah, I love that. I honestly, I feel the same way about you. It's so funny, like knowing someone for a year, like I feel like our friendship like took off pretty much straight away. Like we had the photo shoot and then you were like, I think I asked you for coffee. I was like, I need to spend more time with her. You like (laughs) asked me on a date and I was actually like giddy. I was like, oh my God, did we just become best friends? (laughs) And then we caught up and talked for like two hours and you were like, oh shit, I gotta go. We were meant to, no, we bought our laptops and I was like, let's do a work date. And there was no work that was done. We didn't open our laptops. (laughs) We just stayed to the side and we just had deep and meaningfuls. Like it was so beautiful. Love Um, it. Anyway, so I'm a personal branding photographer based in Melbourne, Australia. I also do a bit of business mentoring as well because I've been in business for about five years, I think, um, and have learned and grown, like learned and grown so much through that process, but also learned not only about business, but the inner work that came along with being a business owner. I was literally thinking this morning about just how entwined the inner work and running a business is, especially when you're an entrepreneur, a sole trader, it's just you and the business, the business will trigger the heck out of you. And then you will trigger the heck out of the business. Like it goes both ways and it's such a mirror for you. So I think to answer your question, I got into the work that I do because I always loved photography, but then I got into the business side of things because I learned so much about being a business owner and the journey that I went on. And then my conversations with my friendships started to involve business because a lot of my friends are also Mm. entrepreneurs. But the conversations turned into me mentoring them on different things like how to sell, how to use Instagram, what the Instagram should look like, how they should be using their photos that I took for them, all these kind of things and the inner work stuff as well that I'd just kind of be coaching them through over a coffee date. And I was like, heck, there's a need for this and I know what I'm doing. So that was how that kind of became a, uh, a baby of mine. Yeah. And I feel like, and we were just speaking about this before we hit record, but we went to a seminar last week and it was about like personal branding and marketing and all of that. And I feel like for both of us, but for you in particular, I feel like you've just gotten really, really clear on your branding, who you were here to be of service to. And this obviously comes with doing the inner work, being comfortable with where you're at. And what we often talk about is I guess like honoring the natural ebbs and flows and the season that you're in. Um, Because like you said, it's a mirror and it's a reflection. So where has like the evolution, like what's the evolution looked like 
Because I know usually when we start business, it's like, let's just try serve as many people as possible and just kind of see what works, right? Yeah. So when I started my photography business, let's start from that point. I started by doing free photo shoots. So I would photograph anybody for free. I just wanted to get some experience, time on tools, very important. Um, when we're starting out in most service-based businesses, you kind of need to give it a go before you start charging for it, I feel, just to kind of work out the nuts and bolts and like how your camera works or like how Zoom works or whatever it is that you're starting. You've got to be a um, student. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I started with doing that and I was shooting a whole bunch of things, but portraits always really stood out to me. I always loved connecting with people and capturing who the human is and why they're here and why they do what they do. That's always meant the most to me. So from the start that stood out and also photographing women in particular, I do actually work with men, but um, we'll talk about that later. I had like a whole thing <laughs> where I would only shoot with women and I was only marketing to women, but I'm just kind of coming back to working with everybody. But so I started with no niche. I started just shooting whatever, just see what I like, find what sticks. Um, and then I went into portraits in particular. I started working with models to shoot for their portfolios and things mm. like that actors, actor headshots. I had some actor friends. They referred me to their actor friends. I started charging a little bit. Um, and then I started just taking like business owners because I got more into my business. I wanted to capture other business owners and connect with other business mm -hmm. owners. And that felt really good. But at the same time, I threw in a couple weddings and events and things like that in there too. Weddings, not my vibe. There's yeah. so much involved and so much pressure to capture the right moment. Yeah. Um, but you don't know what you don't know. Like you gotta, you gotta try a few things. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta try it. And I'm lucky that the weddings I did do, I really, really enjoyed them. I like the enjoyment levels, I would do it again. But for the pressure that I put on myself, that yeah. was the thing that I was like, I uh, can't handle that. Um, and it's interesting because, yeah, wedding photographers, they do charge a lot. And so when people like hear that I'm a photographer, they're like, oh my God, you must do weddings. You must make heaps of money. But like, it's an interesting association because there's a lot of hours that have to go mm. into that for a wedding photographer to be able to make that money. Whereas mm. I can make that money over a couple of days instead of one gigantic day yeah. and less hours. So yeah, um, yeah. so then I, I did some events. I kind of liked events, but it just like, it wasn't that human to human connection that I think my sole purpose is here for. Yeah. And I think I'm here for not only capturing that, but also helping others kind of um express that as well mm. so that's where the mentoring comes in too but um yeah I think that's kind of the power of the personal branding photo shoots is helping you see who you are and helping you express mm. who you are as well yeah yeah and something that I feel sets you apart from a lot of photographers and something I was really drawn to and the vibe and the energy that you created and embody yourself is the divine feminine embodiment piece. So tell us a little bit about that and what that means to you and how that kind of applies in your world and, you know, leaks into your business as it does naturally. Yeah. So like spirituality, like the divine feminine side of things and embodiment 
comes from my spiritual side. I very much started to go quite deep into that during lockdown when we were stuck inside for a few years. I also went within. (laughs) We were forced whether we liked it or not, hey. Exactly. (laughs) I found myself during that time and I really found um, how to grow during that time as well. Um, I found spirituality on a deeper level than I ever had before. And I also sort of through that then discovered the power of feminine embodiment, what the divine feminine and masculine are, but then also the um, power of the divine feminine embodiment, which for me often looks like being in feminine energy, being in flow during the day. In my photo shoots, I'm very much in my feminine open kind of energy I'm welcoming I'm excitable I'm there to celebrate you but um when I am feeling nervous or anxious or sad feminine embodiment comes in into my everyday life as well through feminine dance that's like my biggest thing is I put on music and I just like I connect in with my body and whatever it wants to do and so I'll wind I'll use my hands I'll use my hip whatever happens and it just like shifts that energy in the body and it moves it around my body and the more that I share about that kind of side of myself on Instagram and through the work that I do the more that more aligned clients can find me easier and I find that now like I'm really connecting with very aligned business. They're not only business women, but they're also women who are spiritual and have interesting conversations with me when they come in for photo shoots too. Yeah. And, you know, this obviously applies to business owners, but if you're listening to this and you're not a business owner, I guess this is kind of the piece around authenticity and understanding who you are and being magnetic in your own way is what's going to attract your soul tribe and your community, which, you know, coming from the business standpoint, I've been there where you try serve everyone, do everything. And what do they say? If you're trying to serve everyone, you're serving no one or you're reaching no one. It is. Um, But it's funny because as much as everyone's like, you need to be authentic, be yourself. Like it takes time to get there. And it's often the the scariest and hardest thing to do is be fully seen. Um, Mm. Especially, you know, if we're, if we're spiritual or the woo woo or whatever, I know that's been a huge block for me. And and this is what we've connected over. Mm. So Tell us a little bit about how you've kind of fully just honoured and gone kind of full fuck it mode with the spirituality and the divine feminine because there's a lot of resistance to start with. What do they call it? Coming out of the spiritual closet or whatever it is. (laughs) (laughs) I've literally never heard that, but that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, I think um, a bit of a theme in my life is that I have always tended to almost not have a choice but follow my intuition and follow what feels right for me. Throughout my life, I've always had people say, oh, how did you have the bravery to do that? How could you do that? How did you, um, yeah, how were you able to go ahead and do that without worrying about it? Hmm. And I think it's actually harder for me not to do it. I think it's um, it's not that I was worried that people wouldn't like me for my spirituality and my feminine embodiment and that side of myself. I was I was more unable to stay where I was without sharing that. It became such an important part of myself that I can never not share something that's so big 
in my life with Mm. others. That's huge. Mm. And that is, again, such a testament to who you are at your core as well, because it obviously is almost like a, like I used to get like physical reactions when I would try and like be something different or resist, you know, the intuitive nudges and those pulls and stuff like that. So that's beautiful. Yeah. And so you. Mm, I think it's hard for me to hide behind a mask. I think there's definitely things that I still censor and I still go, oh, maybe that's too much or that's not mm. what I need to be sharing right now. But I'm still always sharing uh, very authentically but I definitely still sense things that are just like not appropriate to share with others. (laughs) (laughs) Is there anything lately that through your own inner work and spiritual journey and your expansion of your business that you've been leaning more into or reconnecting with or learning about yourself that you're kind of like, Oh, this is new. This feels good. That's cool. I like that question. I think, um, The thing that comes to mind is um, putting on my business owner hat. That's kind of like my big thing. Like I feel like I took it off for a little bit, maybe for Mm. six months. I got a bit lost and sort of tried to, I tried to do what I thought was right, not what I felt was right. And I got very caught up in my head and caught up in what others were doing. And Yeah. um, yeah, just sort of, I think I also got a little bit overwhelmed by how many business coaches I follow on Instagram and taking all of their advice at once. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. this is too much. Yeah. And so um, I used to have a, I used to have my business owner hat on. I feel like I took it off for six months and just got a little bit lost. Then I had some healing mm. and then I turned 27 and my Saturn return started. <laughs> then I put my hat back on and I feel really yeah. balanced and really clear and grounded. But it's, um, it was an interesting, it's interesting now looking back because I didn't know that I was lost for the last six months. Yeah. Because everything still felt right. I just wasn't, mm. I didn't feel as good in myself somehow. And there was a disconnect between me and what I was doing. So the biggest change was I was marketing as an empowerment photographer. Mm. Because what I was hearing back from others was that I made them feel so good about themselves. I made them feel comfortable. And this is the kind of feedback that I always want to be hearing. It's so Mm. important to me. But I started to make my entire brand that thing. Mm. Whereas my brand is actually personal branding photography. I'm a professional photographer and I don't want to step away from that. I never want to say that you like like use a different word to describe what I do because I always want to be perceived as that high level professional photographer. Mm. And a side effect of working with me is that you'll feel amazing about yourself. It's not the only thing that I do. You also have professional yeah. photos when you leave. So, and I, yeah. I just want to bring that back and kind of reground back into that, mm. um, which is also why I'm now going to start sharing a bit more of the work that I've done with men. Like I have some regular clients who are men and they're amazing coaches in the Melbourne and global industry but I never share the work that I do with them because mm. I thought I was a women's empowerment photographer and I, I couldn't share that. Otherwise it wasn't on yeah. yeah. But now that I'm really like, I still definitely want to work mostly with women, but I do love creating with men too. Like they're also very interesting people. So mm. yeah, that's the big shifts right now. 
It's so interesting how you um you said like it felt like you took your business hat off for a bit because I was having it might have even been with you but I remember having a conversation with someone recently and I was explaining it how sometimes I forget that I am the CEO and I am the business owner and it's almost like my business is not controlling me but it's just like we are separate entities but I'm like I get to choose if something's not feeling good I can change it I get to choose if I want to add something or up my prices. And that's the most empowering thing. But, you know, now shifting the lens to, because you mentioned there was a lot of comparisons and what, what other people doing, business coaches, and the space gets really fucking noisy. And I posted um, last night, I think that kind of just dropped in around like, what are you feeling rushed to achieve? Who are you comparing your pace and your journey too. And it is something that I see so often in my clients. They're so much further away from themselves. And it, it's interesting how you're like, I didn't know I was lost, but you were obviously in some sort of transition, you know, which is so normal, but a huge block and a huge barrier is when we shift our focus to what's everyone else doing. What's the trend? What should I be doing as opposed to what feels good? And you are so innately, um, you know, you're such a feminine embodiment in the sense of like, I'm doing what feels good. I'm not thinking as much and what should I do, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But it ebbs and flows and, you know, it's, I recorded a podcast before around also balancing like the feminine and masculine energies and you realize in business, I can be flowy and intuitive and spiritual and all of that but I also need to have my fucking CEO hat on and there needs to be structure and routine and boundaries. Like it's, it's also relevant. Yeah. It's really hard to learn to balance those two things. I think the first thing is learning what the feminine and masculine energies are so that you can then identify where those patterns are occurring in your business yeah. and in your life without knowing the words to describe them. It's very hard to notice if you're out of balance, right? Yeah. Yeah. Big time. And often like depending on how we've grown up as well, it's so ingrained to just work and hustle and grind or, you know, vice versa. So recognizing the patterns, understanding it, and also questioning it and challenging it and being like, am I doing this because I think I have to? And mm. I realized that early in my business and that was a huge block. There was a lot of what do I think I should do as opposed to what do I feel I want to do, <laughs> you know? Um, um, it's it's huge. But again, like such a huge block is there, do you have any advice for anyone who is listening who resonates with that um, around starting to kind of, I'm, I'm very big at the moment with like staying in your lane and like, you know, turning down the volume on the external noise because um, it can be loud, whether we're just scrolling on the online space, whether we're working in the online space, what's your advice for people to reconnect back with themselves and tune in? I think um, the biggest things that I did for myself in the last sort of month or so, I um, started unfollowing a bunch of people on Instagram. I was following over a thousand people and I was like, no wonder I'm overwhelmed. Overstimulated. <laughs> yeah. I started unfollowing anyone who I, um, like even I would keep following clients whose content, like I love my clients, 
but the content I don't need to see. Like I don't yeah. resonate with it. It's not something that I'm I'm needing to learn, but like we're constantly learning things by scrolling our Instagram feed. So mm-hmm. I even just, I was, I've been pretty harsh with who I'm following and I'm just unfollowing anyone who like, it's just too much information for me to process. Mm. And I'm so happy for them to keep doing what they're doing, but I just yeah. can't be learning from it all the time. Um, and I really like feel like it's very important for us to curate the space that we're in online. And I thought I had because I was following all these beautiful people, mm. but I was actually like just following a lot of beautiful people who were all having their own say and that was yeah. great for them, but too much for me to process. So mm-hmm. I'm going through like every week or so and just culling like a hundred at a time because um, like word of warning, if you're doing this, if you're listening to this, um, Instagram will think you're a bot if you unfollow like everyone in one yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then we'll get shadow banned or something. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so I'm going yeah. slow. Um, yeah. yeah. So I'm just sort of unfollowing um, where there's too much information and just that's that's really helped me stay in my own lane because I now am looking less at what others are doing because when I was just like chilling, relaxing, scrolling, I was still subconsciously trying to pick up on what they were doing and if it was successful and if I should do that. Mm. And, yeah, that's really not what this is all about. It's about being you and being authentic and that's how your desired like soul clients will find you is by you showing up and doing what you need to be doing. So that was the first step. Second thing I would recommend is write down like what you do and then question it. That's what I did. I wrote down empowerment photographer and then I just sort of wrote down some pros and cons around that. And Mm. then I wrote down like my recent client experiences and I wrote down, did that have anything to do with empowerment photography or was it professional photography where the client felt empowered? Yeah. I know it sounds like a little bit pedantic, but these words, like they have a big difference in meaning for me. And so it was so important for me to actually look at them and what that means to me. And then that really helped me really find where I needed to go next. That was a big deal for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you're being unapologetic about unfollowing people because I think what a lot of people forget is just because we're behind a screen, there is still an energetic exchange, you know, and I realized this big time during COVID when it was really loud and there was a lot of opinions and a lot of anger and hurt and pain and all of that. Um, And it also kind of sometimes ties into the people pleasery thing as well. Cause like for me, I was like, oh, but they follow me or this, this and that or like, but it's at the end of the day, what do I want to choose to consume? And is this making me feel good? Is it serving yeah. a purpose? Um, does it align? There's always the mute button as well. If we don't want to seem too savage. Yeah. 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 I've but, done that a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. You got to do what you got to do. Absolutely. I want to read what I posted yesterday because I feel like it's quite fitting with the having boundaries in the online space Mm. and I would love for you to expand on it and tell me I guess how you relate to this because again similar to what we were talking about around honoring the season that you're in and this really um this is huge in business but even just in our personal lives as well so I'm going to read it absolutely I don't know if you saw it um You need to do yourself a favor and trust the season you're in. So the questions I asked were, what do you currently feel rushed to achieve? 
what do you feel? Oh, sorry. Do you feel like time is running out? What are you afraid will pass you by? And whose journey are you comparing yours to? These questions and this message have been coming through for me a lot, as well as within my private coaching and mentorship sessions. Contrary to your racing thoughts and critical thoughts, time is not running out. There is plenty of time. It's never too late for you. Don't go racing ahead and trying to ride waves that aren't even meant for you. Mm. Water your own grass, tend to your own well-being, stay in your own lane, enhance your own unique gifts, trust your own unique journey. Feeling overstimulated, overwhelmed, comparing yourself and your success to others, um, be mindful of what you're consuming. Mute, unfollow, reduce your screen time, set boundaries, honor your needs, be present with yourself and stay in your own lane. Mm, yeah. And that, I think this kind of came through the day after I saw you and we went to the seminar and yeah. it was coming through heavily because we were talking about the ebbs and flows of like, I feel like I'm not as connected or I feel like, you know, so yeah. talk to me about, I guess, how staying in your own lane has helped you with growing your business, expanding yourself personally, spiritually, professionally. Mm. I think this also comes back to that um, like innate need to stay authentic for me, like that that need to stay in my own lane almost. And when I get lost and look at what others are doing, I then get lost in who I am. Um, I think learning to stay in my own lane has been very, very important, but I think it actually kind of started when I was homeschooled, when I was uh, between year three and year six, so mm. age nine to 12, I think that time away from what everyone else was doing was very, very powerful in helping me have the time to decide who I am and decide what I wanted to do and what I wanted to learn about and what I was interested in. And I think from there actually and I've never really thought about this but I think that's probably where I cultivated that ability myself at that time which is quite a young age I think to be able makes to makes total that. sense as well because yeah. it's quite a pivotal age as well those yeah, whereas yeah if I was at school at that time I would have been very much led by the trends I think that's where trends start to get mm. you is that age around 10 12 where you're starting to read the magazines or, I mean, they don't even have magazines these days, but back in those days. <laughs> <laughs> Were you like a Dolly magazine or like a girlfriend magazine girl? Um, I had both, yeah. I had both, yeah. The one had like the best like makeup or whatever that came with it. You know how sometimes I have like eyeshadow palette yeah. or blush or something? True. Yeah. yeah. And do you remember the sealed thing. section? Oh yes. It would be like spice and it was like spicy for our age. It was like I got my period at school or something. It's like not that spicy, but it Oh my god, no. That was a really spicy one that kind of scarred me when I was a bit too young. She was talking about <laughs> masturbating with an electric toothbrush. And I remember my mum like read over my shoulder and she was like, <laughs> How old were you at the time? I don't know, like 10 or something. Oh my um, gosh. And you're like, what is this concept? I'm like playing awesome. my Barbie dolls. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> that is so funny. 
anyway, so I was like <laughs> at a very important age, I was able to learn that mm-hmm. no matter what I do, what I want to do is the best thing, not what yeah. other people are doing. Yeah. Um, but because of that, I went back to, when I went back to school, I was called weird. I was the weird one because I didn't follow the trends and I didn't talk about what the other girls were talking about. I didn't relate to people the way that other people were. Mm. So I think going from super independence to then you're the weird one and mm. no one's going to be your friend to then needing to curate myself to fit in with everybody at school. Conform. Yeah. Yeah. To then sort of losing that, um, uniqueness I think at that mm-hmm. time then I left school and I was like oh my god I could be whoever I want to be and then I was like heck no one's gonna stop me now and mm-hmm. that's where it then came back to me again but it's been so important to learn that um and to have that ability to stay true to myself because at the end of the day I am my own best friend we are all our own best friends and if we're not supporting ourselves on our own side like our own like personal hype person mm. then we're living a very sad life to be honest it's yeah. very important to be in support of yourself and yeah. excited about your own ideas and excited to see where you can take yourself like it's a me myself and I kind of thing yeah it's it's backing yourself trusting yourself but also um why did I just lose my train of thought there was so many, I'm thinking still about the high school days because I was having flashbacks to my high school <laughs> yeah. days. It was really fucking challenging times. And I feel like it's really common for those to be the years where yeah. we do want to conform. But I love that you were kind of like, well, you know, coming out of it, I was able to reconnect with who am I at my core, which a lot of people are still trying to do. And it is kind of that fine line of authenticity and that human need to want to fit in and be liked. And this is where you see so many of the blocks come in, um, in business, as you would see, even in your business mentoring, it's the fear of actually being seen and being vulnerable and being like, this is my opinion, or this is who I really am. Yeah. And I think to be honest, like, I think, um, so we're referring to the seminar. This was Mel Yu's seminar. Um, Mm. like, Oh, uh, yes, I should have said a week that. Or yes. ago. Yeah. Um, but during that seminar and and learning how authentic both her and Carly were when they stood on stage, I was like, oh, I am authentic and I do stay in my own lane right now, but I don't share as much as I could. I still mm. am still holding back. And I didn't I didn't have that concept before where I was like, no, nah, I just thought, no, nah, no, nah, I'm sharing all of myself. I am who I am. You see what you get. But then I was like, Mm. people don't even know like the style of music I listen to while I'm editing or that I play Xbox in my downtime and I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. And Mm. like, there's also like really big life stories that I haven't shared that I think would be so beneficial for my audience to hear. And they're a big part of my why. And I haven't shared my why. Like, what am I doing? So yeah, big mind-blowing moments where I'm just like, oh, I want to be even more in my own lane and more authentic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's it's sad to think that, you know, for a lot of people, and I've been there myself, authenticity and actually 
shining as who you are unapologetically does feel like the scariest thing and doesn't feel safe. So, you know, and it's similar to you, but a lot of the work I do is around how can we become our biggest supporter and safe space. So we're not seeking externally for that. Yes. And, and it's huge. Safe space. That's yeah. so big because I think I see a lot of people in the online world kind of shaming themselves for not doing what they wanted to do or shaming others in order to get them to that next place. Yeah. Whereas like positive affirmations go a long way, you know, like we're not here to baby you, but we are here to help you feel safe in order to take the next steps in finding mm. your authenticity. It's not about yelling at somebody or shaming them. For not doing <laughs> it. It's about just lifting up and yeah. we can all rise together. And I think that's the energy that people want to get in on. It's like mm. when I'm sort of sharing things like that on my socials and raising the energy, it's magnetic mm. and everyone wants to be a part of that energy. They want their photo shoots in the energy of somebody who wants to uplift them and help them to the next stage instead yeah. of someone who's like, you're not doing good enough now, but you will after we work together. It's yeah. like, that's doing great. Let's take up the... Let's elevate it. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing I feel like that, and we've spoken about this before, this trend where it's almost like this real fucking tough love, like, you know, get back on your shit kind of vibe, which maybe works for some people, but I'm also quite mindful that like a lot of the women I work with, a big chunk of the work that we do is around starting to manage and challenge the inner mean girl, which is so fucking programmed. And that's the voice that's constantly telling us we should be doing it better, looking mm-hmm. different all of the reasons why we're not enough. So in this space, if we have a coach or a mentor, they need to be a safe space. It's it's not very fairy. We need to be challenged and, you know, held accountable. But yeah, we it's a space to be elevated and there's no pedestaling. There's no, like it's, yeah, there shouldn't be that separation. There should be we're equals, but I see the fucking light in you. Yeah. Let's pull it out. I see it even if you don't, you know. And I think also the way that now that we're speaking about mentors and things, I think the way that your mentor speaks to you, I think it also teaches your inner critic how it should be speaking to you as well, yes. like, or if it should even exist at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the way that people speak to you is kind of how our thoughts are shaped. Mm. So if you've got somebody saying, let's raise the vibrations. You're doing an amazing job. Let's take it to this next step. What are your biggest dreams? Let's achieve it. Mm. Um, I think that creates that, you know, that it creates authenticity and it creates mm. that want to stay in your lane because you're so excited about what you uniquely can bring. Yeah. 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 It sets the tone. And I think, you know, personally for me, and I spoke about this on the previous podcast, I just recorded this morning. I don't want to see fucking replicas of other people like if you are working with someone they should be nurturing you to tap into your unique gifts and your spirit as opposed to here's a formula and here's how I do it um copy me you know not that they're saying to copy you but like it should be nurtured and you know I then this kind of circles back to a huge modality I use is like inner child awareness and healing as well um and when we do feel lost and not like our own safe space I often think like what is little me needing to hear right now she's either not feeling fully seen or heard or loved or validated or whatever 
Um, so with that in mind, and before we wrap up, what would you have to say or what advice would you give to little Emma? Oh my gosh. I think um, the advice I would have for her is find joy in everything that you're doing because it doesn't have to be hard and it doesn't have to be scary as long as you're finding joy in the activities that you're doing and the people that you're speaking to life is worth living wow that gave me goosebumps that was very powerful it's joy it's joy in what I call the micro moments like if we can't feel joy in the present little moments of the day we're going to brush over the big accomplishments and we're not going to feel shit when we reach that goal. You know what I mean? So that's, that's huge. Mm. I love that so, so much. Emma, thank you so much for being here. Before we jump off, I would love for you to share with everyone how they can find you, how they can connect with you and work with you. Beautiful. So Really just come and find me on Instagram. EmmaVaness.photography is the best place to find me. That's where you can book a personal branding session and business mentoring through there. I also have a podcast that Lauren will be guesting on very soon as well. It's called called The Emma Vaness Show. So there's an Instagram page for that. And it's also available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And the tagline for my podcast is the human to human conversations that you've been craving. So they're like hour and a half long episodes where I have really deep, juicy chats about business, spirituality, aliens, anything. (laughs) It's great. Yeah. Which is why I'm so excited to be on because I feel like that's what we do best is just talk and talk and talk. It's going to be a great chat, yeah. (laughs) Even me wrapping it up now, like we could keep going, but I think (laughs) my laptop is going to die and I don't have space (laughs) on my computer. Anyway, thank you so much, Emma. Love you to bits and thank you for sharing your wisdom and beautiful energy as always. Thank you. Love you so much.